Let us pray all together. Lord, thanks for giving us a freedom from the sin. Also, thanks for giving us a freedom as a United States citizens. Lord, blessings this country and through us, through our confession, through our love, we could serve the world as your man of God and as your servant of God. Lord, hide myself and then proclaim your word through my tongue, through my heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A man of God. As I introduce you all, I didn't mean to. It's only for the male men of God, but woman of God also, if you like. But from this moment, when I say a man or the man of God, it means for the people and human. In the Old Testament, there were only 11 people who were called the man of God. Among them, some of them didn't notice, didn't mention the names. Even Moses was the only one to be called as the man of God in the first five books of the Bible. Among them, Elisha caught my eyes and heart. And then look at his passion to gain spiritual power as a servant of God. His enthusiasm reminds me of Jacob. He grabbed his brother's, brother Esther's ankle for more blessings. Elisha was the closest apprentice of Elijah. While Elisha served Elijah, so confused, he saw his master's ministry with spiritual power and authority. Elisha, he wanted to be, to have more spiritual power and authority. Sounded like he was really greedy. Yes, he was. I'm going to say, holy greedy. But we all know his purpose, that passion. Elisha clearly knew from his experience as an apprentice of Elijah about the life of prophet of God. Didn't have 10,000 square feet house. Didn't have half acre backyard. Didn't have really nice sports car. It was very far from the glory in this world. Elisha's heart was determined to proclaim the justice and peace of God in this world. Therefore, he was called as the man of God 28 times. The second closest one, Elijah, seven times. The map is too small. The time of Elijah and Elisha, they worked together, the northern part of North Israel and southern Judah. In, this, in that time, they struggled because the king Ahab 
He built a temple of Baal in Samaria. And then Queen Zezebel, she promoted the worship of Baal by supporting 450 prophets of Baal and then 400 prophets as Ashura in Samaria. Seems like whole country crazy ad to serve other gods instead of the Lord, the creator. Let us look close to Elisha's ministry. Elijah taken up to heaven. Before Elijah's ascension to heaven, Elijah asked Elisha three times to stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Bethel. Stay here. Lord has sent me to Jericho. Stay here. The Lord has sent me to Jordan. So don't follow me. But each time, Elisha answered as, as surely as the Lord lives and you leave, I will not leave you. It sounds like, well, you go, well, I go. He didn't give up. You see the Elisha's passion? And Elisha asked, inheritance from Eliza." which was the double of Elijah's spiritual power. And result, he got it. Seems like, sounds like more than double. And the company of the prophet from Jericho <clears throat> who were watching said, the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And then he healing the water with a bowl of salt. A people has a water trouble. They had water, but not really drinkable. So they asked Elisha doing something. And then he put the salt in it. And after that, the water changed into the, like a spring, spring, clear water. And then Elisha is jeered from the boys. Get out of here, you baldy. Excuse me. Elisha cursed them and two bears. They ate and beaten 42 of the boys. I'm pretty sure Elisha cursed them not because of his own feeling, but because of the Lord's name who was behind of him. He was a representative of the Lord. That is why the man of God. And also, Elisha take care of the widow. The second king, chapter 4, verse 1 says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets, cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he re revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. It's not really changed still, you know, 
when the pastor serving the church, to somehow the Lord called him unexpectedly. How about the pastor's wife? When pastor is husband, it's pretty good. It's okay. But the, they leaning on the pastor, husband, the cold heaven, the troubles resting on the family. And Elisha ordered, okay, you go to the neighbor and then borrow the old empty jars. And then they did that. And then fill out, fill them out with oil. So she went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on what is left. It's a famous miracle. They only had one jar of oil, and Elijah, Elisha asked him, her and then sons, Go and borrow more empty jars, and then go to the room, and then starting pouring on empty jars. And result, they filled up all the empty jars. And then Elisha says, yeah, it's a time. Go sell it. And then pay the debt. And then remaining one, using for your life. And then the Shunammite son restored to life. While Elisha traveled a lot, he and his ministry team needed accommodation. So in a town of Shunem, and the Bible says, the lady always welcome for the Elisha and his people. He emptied one room and then serving them food. But the problem was they didn't have a kids. So Elisha prayed to the Lord, and they got a kid. They got a baby. But a couple of years later, the little one, from the pain from the brain, and then called to heaven. At the moment, Elisha, eyes on eyes, nose to nose, hands on hands, pray. Then Elisha got on the band and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. And then he also feeding of a hundred of twi- by the twenty loaves and a sack of vegetables. And then he healed the general Naaman's of his leprosy. And then Naaman confessed like this. Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Your servant will never again make burnt offering and sacrifices to any other God but the Lord. And he made an axe head float on the water. 
Among those Elisha's or Elisha's powerful miracles, I love his prayer to the Lord. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray you, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. The young man means his own servant. His own servant checked up outside, but somehow he surrounded by the soldiers of other country. They're in trouble. So Elisha prayed for the Lord. Open his spiritual eye. Now he saw only the troubles in front of us, but open his eyes. And then the young man go out and he saw angelic soldiers from the heaven with the fires. It's similar as, I pray for you all, for myself. Lord, open our eyes so that we could see the angels from the heaven who always protect us. So we could see the Holy Spirit, he always be with us and empower us and guide us. As a pastor, I am often called as a servant of God. I really want to have those spiritual abilities like Elisha. However, I am smart enough to know the miracles of the man of God. It were conducted by the Holy Spirit in his perfect plan. There was nothing to emphasize about the man's power. I cannot make the death to life, but I can pray like him. You cannot make death to life, but you could pray like him. Lord, open the people's eyes so that they can see the truth and believe who you forgave and saved us. You also can pray like Elijah. Open his eyes. Open my eyes. How are you remembered by others? I want to share one of the most famous poems among Koreans. It is the Korean official textbook now. We can see the writer's longing heart for the meaning of life or ontological being in philosophical way. Flower. I need a Christian's voice. Before I spoke his name, he had been nothing but a gesture. When I spoke his name, he came to me and became a flower. Now, who will speak my name? One feeding this color and fragrance of mine, as I have spoken his, so that I may go to him and become his flower. We all yearn to become something. I yearn to become an unforgettable meaning to you and you to me. I cannot answer the poet from my worldly experience and knowledge, but I can help him to hear the answer from the word of God. Almost everything and everybody has a name. Even in this moment, the people name their kids, pet, or newly invented product. A name is a social agreement to be called 
when I worked in the restaurant in Santa Barbara, more and more people went by name with me instead of sir or ma'am. When we call each other's name, we become meaningful in each other's lives more than just a customer and waiter. Did you see our sermon title today? Could you read it? In Korean, we say, Ho sa yu pi in sa yu myung. It means a tiger leaves skin behind, and a man leaves name behind. And then I made a question for you all and myself. What a person, how about you, man of God, leaves behind? A Nobel Prize winner, English writer, George Bernard Shaw, his headstone had this sentence. I knew if I stayed around long enough, something like this would happen. Do you know that too? What do you leave behind? What will you be renowned for? Man-made or found truth are always changing. The writing on headstone have also been shaded down. In general perspective, the people are afraid of death because of disconnection and being forgotten. Disconnection is the end of communication with your people, and being forgotten is disappearing from others' memories. A couple days ago, when I played golf, my golf buddy, who's sitting in here now, found in memories of someone's tree. And he was surprised by it because the golf course was not old enough to have those. However, in this moment, somebody is turning into ashes. We cannot escape the flow of time. In many ways, a tiger's skin will last longer than most people's name. We are not even close to think and talk about eternity. Our life is too short and our ability is too limited. Looks like you didn't agree with me. The fact reminds me the Bible passage, book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 6 through 8. All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. Because the breath of the Lord blows on them, Surely the people are grass. The grass withered and the flowers fall. But the word of God endures forever. Only the word of God endures forever and makes his people endures in spirit. However, do not be discouraged by it. God the Father changed 
our death from this connection to connection to eternal life in Jesus Christ. Even though all the people is in this world forget our names and lives, the believers will be living in heaven forever with all the saints. In today's gospel reading, Jesus asked his disciple, who do, who do people say the son of man is? He then followed this up with a second question. Who do you say that I am? And Matthew records Peter's A plus answer like this. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. This profession is foundation of Holy Christian Church and God's family of believers are united in this truth. But it is not only Peter's confession. He got the key of heaven. But that key is not only belongs to the Peter, but also it belongs to the old believer, a man of God. Peter got that answer, that A-plus answer from heaven. And our answers must come from heaven also. Jesus Christ asks you, who do you say that I am? If I says you cannot copy Peter's answer, how are you going to answer? In your own word, in your own confession. Peter was the man of God. His name has been recognized as a man of God in this world. We are also men of God by grace, by the word, by the faith. When you recognize or give a name to a wild flower, the flower's life becomes alive. And you have a chance to see the pain during the blossoming process. Not only the beautiful result of what you see. In this world, we too much emphasize the result a lot, but don't forget the processing. Lord, make us as a man of God and refining you all until he return to us and call our name. That's the processing. We call it as a sanctified life. When we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, his love, forgiveness, and salvation become a truth in our lives. It's a no more objective truth. It becomes a subjective truth in you. Paul called his spiritual son Timothy as a man of God. The title of man of God is not only for special people in the Old Testament, but also for the believers who have faith on Jesus Christ and follow his ways. However, the man of God, do we really do our best to live called as the man of God? 
When Paul called Timothy as a man of God, he also gave some practical instruction as a man of God. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 says, You men of God, free from all this, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness, fight the good fight of the earth. We cannot make the dead to alive. We cannot feed the hundred with a small portion of food, like Jesus did, like Elisha did. But we can make the spiritually dead to alive. We can feed the hungry for the truth with the word of God. This is the miracle in this world. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant, in other words, man of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We can't be men of God without being men of the word. His word is a connector in between him, him and us, fully connected. That's why we confess the means of grace is the gospel in a word and sacrament. Until you meet Jesus' face to face in glory, do not stop your race. He does not care, how, care about how you record, how fast compared to others. But Jesus will care about your finish. The triune God supports your race through the gospel in the world and sacrament anytime, anywhere. Do not stare at what others have and miss your own gift. The real man of God knows that the Lord gives you, gives us only what we can handle. Do you see the older names who called as a man of God in the Old Testament? In the bottom, I want to see your name on it. The believers, through Jesus Christ, we become a man of God. Your name is there. Amen.